Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. The topic in our text community this week is emotional abuse, so I thought I'd do an episode about it, and it's a big topic. I'll probably do uh, multiple episodes, but I wanted to kind of take a stab, uh, throw some kind of net, and just to get the dialogue going. Oh, by the way, if you do not live in U.S. or Canada, and you want to get my text, since I only text uh, in U.S. and Canada right now and not international, I set up a way that you can get them emailed to you, uh, as well as the 6-10 to page Google Doc every Friday. All you have to do is just go to my Instagram at the Angry Therapist and click on my bio link and uh, swipe over one or two cards and you'll see it there. Um, it's super easy. I know it sounds like it sounds like uh, like a uh, you get a, like you're finding a buried treasure with all these directions on how to get to things on different social media platforms. That's the world we live in today, you guys. Okay. So there's two things I want to uh, talk about regarding uh, emotional abuse and other episodes. I'm going to probably go deeper into it, but I just feel like these are um, they're important and they're, they're, it's like the foot I want to uh, start with first. Does that make sense? Um, because it's, it's what comes up a lot when I'm working with clients. Okay, the first thing about emotional abuse is... A lot of us getting into emotionally abusive relationships, uh, it, it's not – I mean, yes, it is our, our, our choosing, but I, I want to remind you that there are things happening that are greater than our logic. And I'm saying this because I think people who get into emotional abusive relationships um, blame themselves a lot, right, especially after or if they struggle uh, getting out. So a lot of times – we will be uh, in something emotionally abusive and then we'll get out and then sometimes we'll snap back or we'll give that person a second chance and then it's the same thing and uh, then we really blame ourselves and think something's wrong with us and why do we keep doing that, right? Um, I want you to know that it's not just a logical thing, you know? And, and also, it, it, the emotional abuse, it doesn't usually um, happen on the second date, right? It's something that, uh, it's a slow burn it's um, gradual, and we start making excuses because of love, because we care about the person, um, or you know, <clears throat> we just want to deny it, right? Uh, and it happens over a, a stretch of time, and and it's like that whole metaphor with the, uh, it's like the 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 boiling frog, uh, the the frog doesn't know know that it's <laughs> dying because the water is so gradually. Uh, getting hotter and hotter, and emotional abuse is the same. Where um, over a period of time, uh, you know something something abusive can happen, and then it's a one time thing, and you don't you don't think it's that big of a deal, or you forgive the person, and then there's you know more and more, uh, and then the, the more you invest in your relationship, uh, the harder it is to to really see it, you know, until one day all your friends are saying that you're in an emotionally abusive relationship, or you know you get to a point where uh, you wake up one day and you just realize that uh, you're in something that's very unhealthy. So my point is, um, there are stuff, there are things that are happening underneath, and what I mean by that is, uh, there's a dynamic 
there is a uh, a pull. There is this kind of like animalistic um, thing that's happening when it comes to uh, who we're attracted to, especially when we're younger. You know, in our twenties, um, before we've turned the corner, before the Al-Anon meetings, before the self-reflection, before, um, you know, connecting dots and seeing patterns, before all of that. And, and a lot of young love, why it's so powerful is because it's the sticky stuff. It's the stuff that's happening underneath. So whether it is uh, Al-Anon and, uh, you know, uh, addiction or uh, I have this thing I call predator and prey, um, you know, codependency, um, um there's a lot of dynamic relationship dynamics and that's always running underneath. And so when you fall into an emotionally abusive relationship, most likely there is a unhealthy dynamic uh, and that dynamic can be disguised as uh, chemistry can be disguised as, uh, you know, a uh, 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 powerful, I mean, it, it is technically attraction because a lot of times, um, that dynamic is partly conditioning, meaning the environments we grew up in. Uh, so if you grew up in a, in a, in a home that's uh, chaotic, or if you grew, that's my doorbell, by the way, I, I, I do podcasts, uh, all over the place and off the cuff. So, uh, if you hear doorbells and screaming babies, then, you know, you're listening to, uh, the angry therapist podcast. I also do these in one takes. I think you know this anyway. So the dynamic underneath is going to be um, what pulls you in, right? So uh, most of us grew up in chaotic homes. Most of us grew up with warped definitions of love because uh, that's what was modeled to us by parents. You know, there, there are very few of us that grew up. I mean, I, I seriously, I don't think I know any, maybe one or two people that grew up um, with a very healthy uh, family <laughs> structure and uh, in a safe space and, you know, uh, with, with uh, um, them being heard and then um, with healthy definitions of love and boundaries and all of that, uh, you know, there's very few that I know that grew up that way, right? Most of us grew up in chaos. And so because of that, uh, that conditioning gets us to uh, be attracted to or seek people that, you know, um, that 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 we're used to to experiencing, if that makes sense. And so that then you have two people um, from chaotic homes. You have uh, also a lot of chemistry and dynamic uh, and a, a very uh, powerful attraction because that's what we're used to and that's what we see uh, love as being. And then you they get and then we get into a relationship and then we don't know that relationships take work and all this other stuff. And so we just go by feeling. And then, of course, people are reactive. Um, there's enmeshment. There's codependency. There's possession, right? And then the the um, relationship can become abusive. So um, all levels of, of abuse, right? It could be emotionally abusive. It could be physically abusive, verbally abusive, um, no one intends to get into a relationship that way uh, or uh, no one intends to get into that kind of relationship. It, it happens uh, because we are not aware and we don't know. So that's the first thing is I want to say that uh, it, to not blame yourself, that um, if you've been in an emotional relationship, you are the majority. 
if you have been in a emotional relationship that was not your choice and uh, things were happening greater than you, more powerful than your logic. All right, the second thing I want to say is I think the aftermath, the residue of an emotional relationship, abusive relationship um, is more damaging than the actual abuse. And I'm not trying to minimize the abuse, but um, what I find is when clients are leaving an abusive relationship, there's a lot of uh, disconnection with self. There's a lot of shame. I don't know if you know what the difference is between guilt and shame. Guilt is I did something wrong or bad, and shame is I am bad, right? So that internalization. And shame is probably the lowest frequency, you know. Um, it's the most damaging. And so when people are leaving abusive relationships, they carry a lot of shame. And that is what I think is continually damaging. And I'm saying this because I want to remind you um, – if you have experienced an, an abusive relationship to explore uh, your shame, you know, um, then you're going to go through, I'm sure, many feelings like anger and, you know, all, all, the, 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 all the, the feelings. And if you don't process it, um, you're going to walk with a lot of shame. You're going to internalize. You're going to think that you... Um, it was your fault. You may think that you don't deserve better, right? All of these false beliefs that stem from the experience of an unhealthy or, or an abusive relationship. And then that sets you up for uh, poor choices. And then this is what's dangerous because then you start um, dating the same type of people and the only thing that, that is changing are, are faces. And this is so common because if you, if you don't break the pattern, if you don't uh, uh, start working on you, connecting with you, um, building your self-worth, self-esteem and all that. Um, if you, you know, if you don't uh, stop blaming and, uh, start a path of healing and exploration and, and, and wanting new experiences for yourself, then you can get stuck in that pattern of only getting involved with, with, um, People who then, uh, you know, people with no tools, people who grew up uh, in a lot of dysfunction and, and blurred boundaries and all that, um, because that's what you may uh, feel that you're attracted to. That's what you gravitate toward naturally, and that's what you find, quote unquote, hot. Uh, then you're setting yourself up for the same experience. And basically, you're living in the past because you're going to repeat patterns. So when I tell people that they need to swim past the breakers, part of that means that you need to give yourself a new love experience. And I think a lot of people um, will find someone healthy, a lot of people who have come from a, a, a abusive relationships, and they'll say, eh, this is, I'm not feeling it, you know, there's no chemistry. And the reason why they say that is because they're not used to healthy. And so healthy can feel kind of boring or, you know, whatever, and they blame it on chemistry. And then they they bounce and... You can change your love buds. You can start to um, lean into something healthy and find that extremely attractive. But you have to swim past the breakers, the chaos, the dysfunction, what you're used to, and get to the calm. 
and then you have to sit in the calm. And when you're in the calm, there's going to be resistance because you're not used to the calm, and that's not attractive, and that's not exciting, and all of that, right? And you're going to think that because it's calm, then that's you know there's no love there or whatever. But if you sit in it and you start to build something with someone and you give yourself something new, a new love experience, then what will happen over time is you will start to, uh, what you used to be attracted to will start to repel you. And this is what I mean when I say that your love buds will change. And if you listen to my podcast, I'm sure you, you've heard this concept before. Um, I talk about it all the time because I just think it's so important. And I, I've seen this in clients where um, they have experienced secondary change. And secondary change is change that's, that's, that's not reversible, right? Um, it, and this change, this internal change happens when they give themselves new experiences, when they swim past the breakers, when they experience something new and they're like, oh, this feels different. Let's see what this is like. And then they stay there and they build something and they're like, oh, this is, you know, what healthy looks like. And then at that point, uh, abusive and dysfunction and all that is, uh, it's not even, it's like their radar is so sharp by then. And and they're so um, now leaning into healthy that that dysfunction is something that they spot very fast and it's not attractive anymore. So like their internal wiring, their conditioning changes okay so those are my two things i want to say about the emotional uh relationships emotional emotional emotionally abusive uh well any kind of abusive relationship um and then of course i will uh as other uh topics appear and i uh, get passionate about them i will talk about other angles and, and and because it's such a big topic right anyway thank you for listening be well Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class. Hey, before you go, if you like my ramblings and revelations and shares, I am now texting people directly to their phone. Just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, if you want to subscribe. I'll be doing weekly text, five days a week, reminders, and also uh, mindsets and uh, exercises and challenges. And every week, there will be a different theme, a different topic. So I hope to see you in your phone. And also, if you enjoy this conversation, I hope you help me uh, spread the dialogue and help other people by sharing it. You never know what people need to hear. So if it's helped you, I hope you uh, can help me help others.